Welcome to the Breakfast with Champions podcast, where every day we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration to help you reach your full potential. You can check us out at bwcdaily.com. On this show, we feature celebrity interviews as well as experts and leaders in fields like business, marketing, sales, branding, and mindset. Our goal is to give you a seat at the table to listen in on conversations with some of the most amazing people around the world, people who are doing the things you know you can do and reaching the levels you know you can reach. So get ready to be motivated and inspired and grab your seat at the table for the Breakfast with Champions podcast. And don't forget to check us out at bwcdaily.com. Today's segment, as we go through the holidays, you know, there's a joke for us, dark joke for us psychologists and mental health uh, professionals that Thanksgiving, Christmas, the holidays keeps us in business all year long. <laughs> so today's segment, I want to talk to you in particularly about emotional blackmail. And I'm your resident psychotherapist, and you can get to know me better at Dr. Janie Lacey on Instagram. Visit w, uh, w, um, BWC Daily for our notes for today's segment, links to our podcast, our, our email newsletter, and so much more. So we so appreciate you being with us. But think about this for a minute. Have you ever been in a relationship with someone who uses fear, obligation, and guilt to manipulate you into doing what they want? If you're not there now, you may have been there in the past, but I want to prepare you so that you will avoid it in the future because the next year that we are embarking upon, you're going to have new relationships, new friendships, new business relationships, and you want to be woke and conscious. So when the sucking energy vampires come your way, (laughs) you recognize them and you take care of yourself because especially if you have very, very concise goals and things that you want to fulfill for the next year, you better believe there's going to be some opposition. You better believe there's going to be some distraction. So expect it. The bigger the blessing, right? There's going to be some things that are going to uh, be trying to trip you up. And one of those that I find, especially in my line of work, is relationships. So I want to break down what emotional blackmail is. Because what I find is sometimes when people come into my office or into my groups or my memberships is they don't know language for what they are experiencing. So I like to educate people and put some framework around what they're experiencing so that they can recognize it and realize I ain't crazy. (laughs) So you can avoid being a victim of these painful and dysfunctional abusive cycles. Because we know without a doubt When we have business goals, we have life goals, the quality of our life will depend on our quality of our relationships, first with ourselves and first with others. So let me define emotional blackmail. It's not my term, but the term emotional blackmail was introduced in our field by Susan Forward and Donna Frazier, both uh, PhDs in my field. And they wrote a book called Emotional Blackmail, when the people in your life use fear, obligation, and guilt to manipulate you. Great book. So Dr. Ford, she states that emotional blackmail is a tactic used when an abuser threatens the people in their life to get what they want. Have you ever been threatened to get what you want? If you love me, you'll really do this. 
right? <laughs> We've all been there at some point in time in our life, even if it was in high school. So think about your journey so you'll never be here again or so that you can help those that are around you or help your child or help your teen or help your college age uh, person who may experience these things. But they're afraid to talk about it because they don't have language. Because with emotional blackmail, an abuser always blames you, the victim, for how they feel for their frustrations. This can confuse, I'm gonna just put a term to it, the victim who's the receiver of that blackmail, especially if they've had previous experience with abuse. And when I say previous experience, if we've had, we're still healing and we've had experiences with narcissistic abusive people or just unhealthy people, you know, sometimes what I like to say, and I know it's hurtful, but abusers can feel like home because it's what you're used to. Well, we're gonna kill that today. Right? So you can recognize them and, and get, get your uh, bow and arrow out and shoot those suckers before they come in the room. <laughs> but Dr. Forward and Dr. Frazier, they created the term FOG, F-O-G, fear, obligation, and guilt, which are feelings created in a victim by emotional blackmail. On Instagram, I defined emotional blackmail it was not introduced by me, it was introduced by uh, Dr. Forward and Frazier. Pretty much it's a tactic used when an abuser threatens the people in their life to get what they, they want, just to repeat that, see your question. So when we think about fog, fear, guilt, and obligation, and emotional blackmail. Fear, obligation, and guilt. Remember those words, fog. They're the levers. Think about it. They're the levers that an emotional blackmailer will pull to get you to do what they want you to do. And sometimes you don't know that you're in that cycle, but you know, you may feel guilt. You may feel like, you know, you're bad. Maybe you did something wrong. Maybe if you just corrected your behavior, they'll treat you better, whatever that may be. And this can not necessarily be romantic relationships. This could be in our workplaces, can be in our family relationships. But the acronym FOG makes sense because this manipulation creates a FOG in the person on the receiving end. Brain fog, you probably heard it in many different ways. You know, if you have any type of um, knowledge around narcissistic abuse, you know, they refer to the brain the fog, all these types of things. But it makes the person, we'll call her or him, the victim. It makes them unsure if they're actually doing something wrong. They start questioning their own behavior. They're confused. Maybe it really is me. Maybe I should have done something different, right? They just start getting in their, in their head and they start to question whether the abuser is accurate. Maybe they are right. Maybe if I would have done such and such, maybe I, they wouldn't have reacted that way, right? So you start questioning yourself, especially if, again, this has been like home for you, it's familiar. Because whether your gut instinct is says that you're being manipulate, manipulated is, is accurate, you will ignore it. You think, you know what, I think they're manipulating me, but you know what, we'll push it down. You'll push it down, whole nother conversation. I'm sure I've talked about it in the past because it's somewhere along the line, You've gotten used to people changing your reality. And sometimes that has happened in our childhood where, you know, you said A and your parents said, no, 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 it's B, right? And then they're constantly changing your reality. That doesn't go away just because you're an adult. And it just means it just looks different because this is very confusing and it's painful. Emotional blackmail can include someone that's taking information. Listen, guys, they're taking information that you shared in a moment of vulnerability and they're using it against you. You know why they do that? To create fear. There's a, a term by Claudia Black and she defines intimacy as I'm giving my weapons of self-destruction to you 
and you use it to protect me and not destroy me. So you want to watch out for those who you tell things in your moments of vulnerability and they use it against you. It comes up in a fight. Well, it's only because you're this. It's only because you're that. It's only because whatever. Pay attention. They're trying to create fear. And they may threaten to share your information. You know, I've seen lots of very, very dysfunctional, hurtful, just, oh my, I can tell you stories of people threatening and using information to humiliate you publicly or embarrass you, especially if you're a celebrity, especially if you're a professional athlete, especially if you're someone that has a public brand. And this may sound something like, if you don't do what I want, I will tell your secrets to who? Your parents, your boss, your friends. I'll post it on social media, whatever it may be. They may they start threatening you because a manipulator in particular, they may use the other person's exaggerated sense, usually the victim, sense of, of obligation as a control tactic, which might sound like, after everything I've done for you, Kimmy, after everything I've done for you, Michael, after how hard I've worked for this family, I can't believe you won't support me in spending you know, we can take an example, spending money on that, on that Louis Vuitton purse that I want, it's going to make me happy or that motorcycle that's going to make me happy. Right. Because what happens is this diverts attention away from the question of whether as a couple, for example, that you can even afford the Louis Vuitton purse or the, um, the motorcycle. And instead it puts, it's, they turn it around on you. It's about you being an unsupportive partner. <laughs> I know I'm talking to somebody this morning, right? They're turning it around on you that you are being an unsupportive partner versus the, the topic at hand that I don't know if we can afford that right now. We have all these goals and things going on. And then before you know it, you're down the bunny hole about how you are not a supportive partner because they want to buy a motorcycle or she wants to buy the Louis Vuitton purse, right? We can fill in the example to whatever that may be. But the implied covert threat of emotional blackmailers makes it difficult for victims to escape that fog, right? Fear, obligation, guilt. So these covert tactics, they can also make the demands of the manipulator seem reasonable, right? And make the victims feel like they're being selfish for not complying. And sometimes I watch this. I watch this many times throughout the years where I can completely see someone that seems very logical and the brain fog is happening to the other partner and and he or she has their partner in, in a spin and they're questioning themselves. Well, you know, he, he or she, they, they, they sound not right. You know, and that they don't have the language to explain what they're feeling. So the effects of emotional blackmail. And if this is you, may, it may have been you in the past, or hopefully you're not gonna encounter this in the future, get some support. So what happens when victims are in the fog? Gaslighting happens. If you've been on my segments before, you've heard me talk about gaslighting. Gaslighting happens, which can make that victim doubt their own lived experiences. So there are four types. I'm gonna uh, again. This is from the book um, by um, Fr Dr. Fraser and Forward. They're not my um, types, but I understand really good. So the first one is the punisher. Right? There's gonna be four different types of emotional blackmailers. They put them in categories. That first one is the punisher. They operate with the need to get their way, regardless of the feelings of the other person. Their motto is my way or the highway. Hopefully you're not one that said, I've said that in the past, but you probably have dealt with someone that even if they didn't use those words, their actions, it's my way or the highway. I'm always right. I'm not gonna acknowledge your feelings. I'm not gonna acknowledge, I'm gonna make you 
punished or make you bad for maybe even bringing up conflict or bringing up something, or maybe you said something that they didn't like, whatever it may be, you are going to be punished because they insist on pushing for control and getting what they want with threats to inflict damage or harm to you. Well, you know what? I'm not sleeping in the bedroom tonight. I didn't like how you spoke to me. You know what? We had those plans tonight, but we're not going to, we don't even have to go, right? It can sound something like that. And you don't understand that they're having this punishing. They're not going to show up and do and be and make me feel good that I'm going to punish you. And sometimes people in the therapeutic process will describe it. You know, they describe it as, you know, I feel like she's always punishing me or I feel like he's always punishing me whenever we get into these conflicts. You know, the worst type of punishment, whole nother conversation is when you are in a relationship and they ghost you. They, you could be married for 20 years. You're getting into a conflict with your partner and they're not answering your phone calls. They're not answering your phone calls or answering your text messages. It happens and it is very abusive. So pay attention. Number two, the self-punisher. They make threats of self-harm. If you don't come pick me up, I'm going to drive drunk. Or if you leave me, you're going to see what's going to happen, right? They're making these, th these threats to control you and to keep you in place. And you're absolutely right, Gilbert. These people that accept being manipulated have a lack of self-esteem. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that here in a minute. The sufferer, the sufferer, number three. They suggest that if the victim doesn't comply, their suffering will be your own fault. It's only because you did this, only because you don't know how to talk to me. It's only because you're not listening to me. They also claim to suffer because they're the victim, essentially. And after everything I've done for you, I can't believe you would deny me this, right? You'll hear it in terms like that, but you're such in a fog, you're in such an emotional reactive state, right? You're just trying to defend and you get into these cycles of emotional highs and lows. But for the sufferer, emotional blackmail is a systematic way of making the victim believe that if they don't comply with the blackmailer, they're selfish. You're selfish. If you don't do what I want, essentially you're selfish. If you really love me, you would do what I want. And if the victim is a high-functioning codependent, I'm using that word very loosely, meaning that their worst fear is that someone believes that they're selfish. Their worst fear is that someone believes that they're selfish. And the person who studied you, they got the game book on you, that's what they're going to use against you. And then number four, the tantalizer. They can be the most subtle and confusing type as the tantalizer makes it seem like things will get better if you comply. This is a form of manipulation. And sometimes I see this a lot in workplaces. This is a form of manipulation because you wouldn't be with an emotional blackmailer if things were actually going to get better, right? And you could think about it in the workplace. Well, things are gonna get better as long as you do your job or you take the job of three extra people. We can fill in the blank. This is a simple way for the blackmailer to get what they want, plain and simple, period. So on, on Instagram, Gilbert, so who tends to use blackmailing tactics? And then we're going to talk about who um, is susceptible to that. People who commonly use emotional blackmail tactics usually have, and I'm not talking about narcissistic personality disorders, a whole other conversation, that's there. But I'm talking about people that have high narcissistic tendencies. You will find emotional blackmail is just part of the game. Are self-centered. They have an intense anger issues or they're deeply depressed. Sometimes depression can look like anger and certain people. They fear abandonment. That's why there's this control and this manipulation because as long as I can control you and keep you in place, then I don't have to feel like there's something wrong with me because most of these, generally speaking, most of these people that use this type of tactics to keep things in place have deep shame. Something is wrong with me, um, and but they don't acknowledge that because they're in a delusional state. 
and are emotionally immature, they use a tit for tat. You say, A, well, you did it too, right? Immature, kids, man, child, woman, child, whatever it may be, they don't have the capacity to see that compromise, empathy, or compassion have to be part of a healthy relationship. There's mass, they have a massive lack of accountability. You know, they may have a lot of superficial friends, but they don't have anyone essentially that they're accountable to, that, you know, they're like the lone wolf and they kind of wear that as a, as a badge of honor. But sometimes it can be deceiving because you can see them having communication or talking to a lot of people. And then they aren't in touch with their own feelings. You know, each and every single one of us feels eight to 12 emotions on average a day. So get in touch with your emotions, get a feeling wheel, journal, you know, get some language to what you feel, because when you know what you feel, then you can deal with it. And they hate to lose competitors. You can see it, you know, sometimes the narcissistic tendencies. If you're in a conversation, someone says, oh, I went skiing last week. Oh, well, I went skiing to this resort, right? There's always this one up in the conversation. But sometimes you can miss it because you think they're just trying to relate to you. But everything you say, they have something better. They have something else to say. <laughs> Pay attention. So, so Gilbert, so who tends to be vulnerable to emotional blackmail? You said one on Instagram and that's uh, low self-esteem. But people, and, and again, I don't want anyone to feel guilt or as we're talking about fog, this is for you to heal. Once we realize the stuff that's going on inside of us and that we are not crazy, then we have an opportunity to heal. So people who are vulnerable to emotional blackmail are approval seekers, people pleasers. If you're a people pleaser, you don't like when people are upset with you. You're always trying to perform an audition to get love, to get respect, to get attention, whatever that may be. Sometimes I can even see that in my high achieving women or men is performing and auditioning, need the accolades, you know, and you, you may look at them and think they have it all together, but ultimately deep inside of them, there's this people pleasing approval seeking. I need for people to see me because sometimes it's tied back to their childhood where they didn't feel seen. So understand what drives you. Empath they're empathetic. People who are vulnerable to emotional blackmailers is they are empathetic people. They have extreme compassion for other people and it makes it easy to manipulate them. They tend to blame themselves if something goes wrong. They're the peacekeepers. They like to keep the peace. You even really, oh, I just want peace. I just don't want any drama, right? You even hear sometimes people say that. They have a strong sense of responsibility to do the right thing. They fear abandonment. They fear anger. They have low self-esteem. And when we think about people that have low self-esteem, it's you're not going to notice them on the street. You're like, oh, well, she has, he has low self-esteem. It's usually in the most closest intimate relationships, sometimes in a workplace, romantic relationships, even in friendships. And a clue, if it's you, is you need validation for your decisions. You're, you're constantly questioning yourself, right? Someone with strong self-esteem understands their worth. We can't have high self-esteem unless we understand our self-worth, right? So we got to get those roots down and understand we are worthy. You are important. And you have pillars in your life that define you, values and principles. And then your self-esteem is birthed from that because you know who you are and you know whose you are, depending on your frame of reference. And they suffer from self-doubt. They're constantly doubting themselves, questioning themselves, have to get, again, validation, always second guessing, asking other people, what do you think? What do you think about this? I mean, that's okay if we're in a team occasionally, but if you understand your values, you understand who you are, you understand your non-negotiables, you don't necessarily have to negotiate those things or get people's permission to make decisions. 
But what emotional blackmail might sound like? I'm going to open this up on Clubhouse in just a few minutes. We see emotional blackmail so often in our closest relationships. I know I've experienced it, and I know some of you have experienced it, especially in romantic relationships. You know, here is what it can look like and sound like so you know exactly what to watch out for. And hopefully you'll hear my voice in your head when these things happen. So let's say someone cheats on a partner, right? So I'm in the betrayal trauma space, um, love addiction, sex addiction. So many times there's also a lot of uh, cheating involved. So let's say someone cheats on their partner and they tell them, they tell them, and I'm sure if you haven't experienced it, you've seen it in movies, you've probably heard it on whatever. If you had fulfilled my needs, <laughs> I'm laughing because it's classic. If you had fulfilled my needs, I wouldn't have stepped out. If you were just being there for me and giving me what I needed instead of rejecting me all the time, right? Side note, you have other choices. You make, you make other choices. That's a value system. So this is emotional blackmail because all roads lead back to what? To the victim being in the wrong. You're wrong. They're right. Even though they're the one that's cheated. You're now questioning, well, maybe, you know, I, I maybe I should have been fulfilling their needs more. Maybe I should have been hanging from the chandeliers. Maybe I should have brought that third person in. Whatever. We can fill in the blank. But from a macro view, we know this response is a way for them to avoid what, guys? Taking responsibility. <laughs> so, but when you are in the thick of it, I'm talking logical right now, but when you're in the thick of it, in all fairness, the fog, the fear, the obligation, and the guilt, it makes it difficult for you to see the situation with clarity. Your partner cheating and blaming you for not fulfilling their needs can make you think, well, maybe it is me. Maybe it was me. I, I, you know, I, I was rejecting them after we had the baby. You know, I, I had whatever, right? You start doing this in your own mind. Maybe I was just, maybe I wasn't doing the right thing. But other forms of emotional blackmail might sound like this. How can you say you love me and still be friends with those people? How can you say you love me and you're still being friends with those people and you know they don't like me? Well, if you stop loving me, I don't know what I'm going to do, right? The threat. If I ever see someone looking at you like that again and you don't do anything about it, oh my, you just, you, you just wait, right? These are things that I hear in therapy in many forms or fashion. How scary is that when you think about that? as if you can control other people. But having rigid boundaries, for example, if you're with someone, or hopefully this is not you, has rigid boundaries, there's a sense of I'm needing to take control or being in control. I'm taking this vacation with or without you. There's no conversation or ability to, to meet in the middle. They're not a negotiator. They don't know how to compromise. It's A or B, my way or the highway. Well, if you didn't cook fatty foods, I wouldn't be overweight. You're the one that's cooking dinner for this family. It's your fault that I'm fat, <laughs> right? So if you had done a better job with the kids and at home, I wouldn't be, I would be farther along in my career. If you would have taken care of home, I would, I would be so much farther along in my career if I didn't have to help you and focus on the home. These are real things that I've heard people say in front of me. And they really believed it, unfortunately, delusional states. So essentially, the emotional blackmailer will wrongly blame the victim for the things they themselves are actually responsible for. Do you hear me, guys? <laughs> so if two people are separating, for example, a manipulator might say something like, well, if, and I deal with high conflict couples, I think I've mentioned to uh, most, I think I mentioned on here, I'll be doing a, uh, a TV show um, next year and I will be intervening on high conflict couples. So I can't wait for you guys to, to see that. But when we're looking at these people, 
and let's say they're separating or they're divorcing. If you divorce me, you'll never see the kids again. If you divorce me, I'm going to make sure I take you to the bank. You divorce me, you'll never have this lifestyle again. Whatever. I'll get the best lawyers. I'll tear you apart. Whatever. These are things I see people that once loved each other will say in front of me, essentially a stranger. I'll get the best lawyers. I'll make you suffer. You'll destroy the family and you'll be sorry. That's a common one, especially if someone is leaving an abusive relationship. The abuser would normally say, you're destroying this family. You're going to destroy the kids. You're going to, oh my God. I can go on about that, how many times I witnessed that. Even someone say, well, I can't live without you. That is emotional blackmail. I'm sorry to have to do a reality check. If you're divorced, if you get divorced, if you break up with your spouse, you're going to be okay. Yeah, you may go through the heartbreak, the grief process, but you're going to be okay. I promise you that. You'll be okay. Most of you, especially if you're in an abusive relationship, you actually will be better when you get to the other side of the grief. But think about it. If someone says that, that emotional blackmail, I mean, really, what are they applying in that threat? Think about that. That's the person, right, who, who's, who's just kind of putting it out there in that covert way. You may want to break up with them, but you may not want them to be hurt. So then you start feeling bad. So a couple things, and I want to hear from a few of you in our last few minutes, but boundaries is a good defense against emotional blackmail. The big B. We like big Bs here on Breakfast with Champions and on Instagram. Boundaries are probably the most important way to assess whether the emotional blackmailer in your life has the capacity to change, all right? Boundaries is for you. It's not about control. It's about protecting yourself. But I wanna make a, a comment here because sometimes people can hear this and I get messages. If you're in a physically abusive situation or if you think setting a boundary with someone will make them harm you. I mean, you need a whole level of different information on how to safely leave an abusive relationship. So this is not what I'm talking about if you're in that situation. Because if you aren't if you aren't in a physically abusive situation, I want you to start by acknowledging in the past, you know, I've complied with X, Y, and Z. Now I want to talk about how we can make it more equitable. Watch how they respond. If they're turning around, flipping it, turning around back on you, and the next thing you know, you're arguing and you're defending yourself beware, beware. And I'm not saying it's easy to leave these relationships because of our unhealthy attachments, but I want you to be aware of what's happening for you. Because as you begin to make this shift, the other person will definitely have feelings about it. And they're probably going to express it if they've been abusive before. And in time, you'll see if there's a shift in their behavior, you'll see. So anyway, I have four minutes left and I want to hear at least from a few people on Clubhouse. If you're experiencing emotional blackmail, I hope this helps open your eyes because I know how incredibly painful it can be. But there are things that you can do to manage your experience in a new way. And going into a new year, you matter, you are important, and you deserve the best in your relationships, most importantly, in yourself. So Clubhouse, open it up. Who has some comments? Name, Hi, let's hear it. It's this Linda. Good morning. Hi, Go good morning. Ahead. Good morning. Thank you so much for this conversation. I think you might have tapped into my conversation last night with a friend of mine. Um, so she gave me a call and she said, Linnell, I want to talk to you. And I said, what's going on? And she said, there's somebody that keeps, that friended me on Facebook. And when I, she, she said that she needed to talk to me about something important. So I said, okay, I accepted the friend request and she started sending me pictures of you. And I said, what? And she was like, yes. And I really want to just tell you because you're my friend. So what happened 
was I was in a, a long distance relationship with a gentleman out in Chicago for about two years. And, you know, we're adults here. I'm, 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 I'm going to say um, so we're adults here and we were exchanging pictures and talking and things like that. And I did not feel like the relationship was going anywhere. He was a single father and it was great though he was a single father. I didn't have anything um, wrong with that, but it, there were small children. My children are older. And as the relationship progressed, he had a lot of needs with the children. And so it got to a point where I just was not comfortable continuing the relationship. And I said to him, you know, we'll part ways as friends and things like that. So what he did was he, and I know it's him because of the conversations. Um, and so what he did was he created a, a fake profile, took on a woman's picture and sent the conversations to my friend. And I thank God that I have someone in my life that would tell me about it rather than to think that I would be the kind of person that would do something, you know, of this nature. But the reason that I'm saying this to you, Dr. Janie, I'm an adult. You know, there are things in, that happen in our lives and, and they happen and we're all adults here. But I think sometimes what happens is we get so caught up in the oh my God, what if people find out? Well, we were in a relationship for two years and if he chose to go that way, that's on him, but that doesn't take anything off of me for being in the relationship. So I'm glad that you um, that you had this conversation today. Thank you so much. And this is Linnell, the soul mentor. I'll go ahead and mute myself out. Well, thank you so much, Linnell, for sharing that because that happens to a lot of people. And you and you absolutely are right, you know, adult relationships, but that doesn't mean that we can be the smartest, we can be whatever, and you can find yourself dealing with a con artist, dealing with someone who's not who they say they are because you are a genuine person. And we learn the lessons so that we don't repeat them and that we become more aware moving forward and also so that we can inspire others to have healthy relationships. So this is Dr. Janie Lacey, and I hope today someone's life has changed.